Welcome to the Vivid Church Podcast. Wherever you're listening from today, it's our hope that this message would help you reflect the light of Jesus' life for all to see. Now, here's Pastor Justin Reimer. Amazing. Okay, we're going to start a new series today, and it'll carry us through the month of April. And uh, the series is titled, It Is Finished. Can you turn to the person beside you and say, it is finished? Come on, let, let, let's, uh, let's say it with some emphasis on the first word. Ready? It is finished. Can we put some emphasis on the second word? It is finished. Come on, can we put some emphasis on the final word? It is finished. If you, you know the story of Jesus giving his life on the cross, this word might resonate to you. This statement might echo in your soul just a bit because it is one of the seven statements Jesus made upon the cross when he said, it is finished. It's the last recorded thing he said, in fact, in the book of John chapter 19 and 30, he's on the cross, he's completed his task, and he says, it is finished. It is finished. I think these are the greatest last words that a person could ever speak. It is is finished. There's some incredible last words. In fact, in the next few weeks, maybe I'll tell you some of the, the, the more funny ones that I find humorous. There's some really remarkable, famous last words of people, and it's been their last. But man, if you could plan it, wouldn't that be a good statement to make? It is finished. Like, I did everything that was laid out for me to do. It's all done. It's all complete. When Jesus said it is finished, it wasn't a statement of defeat. It was a statement of victory and completion. He did everything that God the Father had laid out for him to do. I hope that could be our life story as well. It is finished. Over these next few weeks, we're going to talk about what it is to live that way. And we're going to talk about what does Jesus say when he, or mean when he says it is finished. What is the it he's speaking of, the work that he was completing upon the cross? As we begin a series about finishing, why don't we start with prayer? Amen? Jesus, we love you. I pray that over these next few moments, you'd use your word to speak to us, give us hearts to hear, and uh, minds ready to be responsive, and the courage to follow through on what you're speaking in your name. Amen. Amen. If you're taking notes today, the title of the message is Right from the Start. Right from the Start. From the very start. If we're going to talk about finishing well, it's important that we talk about the start. Because the way things start often dictate the way they conclude, don't they? The way we start something often speaks into the way it comes to completion. Sometimes we start things in stress, and it just kind of carries right through. I wonder in the room, how many people you would, you would require some external pressure to finally get started on something? Is that you? How many people you are like a little bit of a procrastinator? You just need an external pressure to come and be like, there is a deadline and it's crunching and so I better get started. Wave at me. Come on. You're those people. Okay. How many people would say that just sounds like crazy talk? Why would you wait for the pressure to come? The reason I start is so I never have to feel that pressure. Could you wave if that's you? You love to get started ahead of, okay, okay. We got different types. It takes all types to make up a church. 
different types of people. How many people would say that, that part of your motivation for starting is, is it just feels good? Even though if the finish is still a long ways away, it just feels good to get started on something. You feel accomplished. How many people, like, you, you finished a day and been like, that was a good day. So he goes, why was it good? Why well, started that task? I was going to, anybody here? This feels great to get started on something. Is there anybody who, who, who doesn't love getting started on something because now it just looms like I haven't finished it yet? Anybody? That's you. Okay, man, it's, it's crazy how it takes all types, isn't it? Let me ask you this. Does anybody have a task right now in their life that they started more than a little while ago and it still isn't finished? Anybody? Okay, let me ask you this. How many people have a book... You read the first chapter. You read the introduction. Okay, let's be honest. You looked at the cover, you took a picture of it, and you said, so excited for this book, and you haven't even got started. Anybody? Anybody? Man, man. Have you ever observed a plan taking place from the outside, and you knew just right from the start, you're like, this is a bad idea. This is not going to finish well. Like, this is not going anywhere good. Hopefully, it's not like your roommate's relationship, but it's like, man, this is not going anywhere good. The other day, I was, uh, I was just walking over here in Olympic Village, and uh, I was walking by, and I observed a, uh, a ticket being administered to someone who had, had parked. Now, usually, I feel really bad when people are getting a, a ticket. Usually, I, I feel bad. Now, if you're someone who gives a ticket in this room, if you're a ticket giver, we have a special prayer time for you today to get set free because you must be in a dark place emotionally to just get so excited to be given tickets. I, always, I, I generally feel some compassion. I feel bad, but not, not this time because I, I was walking through Olympic Village and you know how there's like lanes going both ways and there's this big wide like median in the middle that is intended like maybe for people to walk, but just kind of some shrubbery. And this, people, this, this car had pulled right onto that and parked in the middle of the sidewalk. And when that happened, I was kind of like, yeah, that was a bad idea right from the start. Like he's literally parking right by a sign for idiots only saying, don't park by this curb. And uh, so I stood behind the guy who was giving you a ticket. I'm like, yeah. That's, that's what your job's here for. This was a bad idea right from the start. I wonder right now, if we're getting honest, if anybody's got something going on in your life that was a bad idea right from the start. Man, you got started, and now you are, are doubling down on a bad idea because you're like, well, I'm in it now. I want to encourage you that, that there is a new beginning for you. There's a fresh start for you, and you can begin with something Better. Can I show you a scripture as we, as we start this, this thought of uh, uh, being right from the start? Uh, turn with me, if you would, to the book of Psalms. I'd love for you to go to the book of Psalms and go to the uh, chapter 111, Psalms 111, and uh, check out verse 10. Psalms 111, verse 10, it says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. I love that within this, this verse, we see both an origin point, a, a starting point for a, a journey that continues through eternity. It says this, the fear of the Lord is where wisdom starts 
And the praise that God deserves goes on through eternity. There is a relationship that is worth starting today, a, a, a thought process that is worth starting today that would begin with wisdom and will actually define the remainder of your life even through eternity because to him is deserving of eternal praise. If you would begin with an acknowledgement of the greatness of God in your life, wisdom begins. And that journey of wisdom will carry through all the way through eternity. For me, that's a comforting thought because it means I'm investing into something that has enough worth to it. Sometimes I don't like starting a job because it just is so insignificant. I'm like, I don't want to do that one little tiny minute thing. Now, that might speak to a weakness in my character, but it's how I think sometimes. Like, it's just so small. Why would I even waste the five minutes it would take to start that thing? But, but this task of learning what it is to understand God is an eternal task. It's worth it. Know why else I get excited about this? Because I, I, I'm not condemned if I haven't gotten there yet. I'm on, I'm on a journey. I'm in process. God's still working on me. How many people know you're a work in progress? Come on, wouldn't you love it if everyone extended that type of grace to you? That, that when you are not at your best, you're like, hey, I'm a work in progress. I'm, I'm still getting better. I'm still getting stronger. This moment right now is actually going to make me better. This confrontational conversation is actually going to make me better. This thing that I'm walking through right now is going to make me better. You might be thinking, well, how, how do hard things make you better? Let me show you. Turn to the book of Philippians, if you would. Philippians chapter 1 in verse 6. Here's kind of where we'll park today and uh, a thought that we'll build the remainder of this conversation upon. Uh, Philippians chapter 1. The Apostle Paul is writing this, uh, this passage of Scripture to a church that he had planted, that he had started, that he, had, he dearly loved, that he was, it was intensely connected with. He had some highs and some lows with this group of people. And uh, he is writing them, as history would, uh, would say, while in prison. He is chained up and locked up and restricted and bound, and yet this book he writes of Philippians is referred to as the letter of joy because 16 different times in just four chapters he talks about joy and rejoicing, learning to have. That means this, that, that the attitude of our heart is not dictated to us by our circumstance. You can be in a constraining, confining, even locked up place and still live with joy. That's what Paul says here. And when he speaks to the Philippians, he says this. I'll start at verse 3 to give us a little running start. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Verse 6, check this out. Being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Let me read that to you one more time. Being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God has started a work in you and I that he will carry on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Paul says, I am confident in this. This word confident is the word to be persuaded. Paul's like, man, it's like I, I was in a debate and I lost. I thought it might be possible that God would give up on you or that God was already finished with you or that this is as good as it's going to get. But then, then the more I've observed God's work in your life, I'm persuaded. You got me. Okay, fine. God's still at work in you. And he goes, that is a grounds for joy. I get excited when I think about your life 
because I know God's not done with you. I'm confident of it. I'm persuaded. Now, Paul was raised and trained in the art of debate. He, he was a master orator, and he could debate with people so much so that in, in uh, different city settings, they'd be like, I love the stuff this guy says. We should get him to come and share some ideas. He was like a, a TED Talk uh, originator. He's in Athens. They're like, this guy right here, let's get him to talk. And he gets up, and he, he shares persuasively. He goes, but when it comes down to it, I've become persuaded. God has persuaded me that he's not finished with you yet. I am convinced of this, confident that he who began a good work in us is carrying it through to completion. That means that God hasn't dropped you. That he hasn't dropped you from in, in the situation you're in right now. He's carrying you right now. Have you ever, ever dropped a phone call? And then you call back and the, the like responsible thing to do is you both go, I don't know who that was, me or you, I don't know. I don't know, it just dropped. Maybe it's your call, maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know. God hasn't dropped you. He hasn't dropped you. You might feel like, man, I don't feel like I'm progressing at the speed I used to. Guess what? God, he, he puts his character on this that he's not done with you yet. He who began a good work will carry it through to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Meaning this, only God knows when the journey is going to end. And so you're trying to gauge yourself on how well you're doing based on how fast you think it's going, but only God knows when, when, when this story comes to an end. And when it comes to an end, he will say over your life and mine, it is finished. Did everything I needed to do to develop your character. What is the work that God is doing in us? Well, let me give maybe some highlights. What is the work of God in our life? He's providing for us. And he who began a good work of provision will be faithful to carry that through to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. His faithfulness in the past is a pledge of his faithfulness in the future. How else is God at work in our life? He's changing our hearts. He's shifting our, our perspectives. He's working in us. And if you've had a moment of revelation, it's God's indication that he's not finished with you yet. He who began a good work is faithful to complete it. What else? He's protecting us. He's empowering us. He's fighting our battles, the Bible says. He's our, our shield and our, our, our defender. God has begun a good work in, in challenging us and changing us, and he's not finished with us. How else? He's strengthening us. He's making us stronger day by day, even through hardships. The Bible says this, that when you walk through uh, hardships that require perseverance, it's developing character within us. And so you can learn to have joy even for hardships because you can see that God is still at work. What else? He's building my character. He's healing me. He's developing my wisdom. He's giving me purpose and direction, all founded on this reality, that Jesus had the idea for salvation, not us. That the cross was not our plan, it was Christ's plan. In fact, even the people closest to Jesus, his disciples are like, I don't think you should go to Jerusalem. I don't think you should die. And he's like, you don't get the plan. This plan's been in motion for a while, and he who started a good plan is gonna carry it through to completion. I am that he. I will begin the or, or finish the work that I started. And when he went to the cross, and he bore our sin, and he bore our shame, and then he conquered death, and he rose again, he could say confidently, it is finished. Everything I've intended to do in your life, that I started in your life, 
I bring through to completion. Charles Spurgeon said this. I want to read you this incredible quote about God's grace. He said, the work of grace has its root in the divine goodness of the Father. It is planted by the self-denying goodness of the Son, and it is daily watered by the goodness of the Holy Spirit. It springs from good, and it leads to good, so it is altogether good. When God starts something in your life, it is his pledge that he will finish it. That's all the promise you need. He always keeps his word. He always keeps his promise. What's the old saying? It always gets his man. I don't know. God always follows through on what he promises. Have you ever been excited for a friend or maybe yourself when, when, when there was a, a story of engagement? And someone's got a ring on, you're like, hey, I see a little bit of uh, shoulder misalignment there as you're walking a little heavier. You got something on your finger and, you know, it's glaring back in your eyes. You get excited for someone. Well, what, what happened? What's changing? Oh, I'm engaged. Oh, it's amazing. When are you getting married? Oh, no intention of getting married, but I'm engaged. <laughs> that would be really weird, right? You'd be like, well, what's the thing to be excited about? What are we excited about? We're excited about the promise. We're excited about the follow through. Imagine, yesterday we, we celebrated a, a wedding, actually right here in this room, people from our church making a commitment. Imagine if the vow was this. Hey, we're going to try our best. We'll see what happens. We'll just see what happens. Well, well, why do we get excited? Because they say, no matter what, sickness or health, richer or poorer, we're going we're gonna to commit to one another. And we get excited about the follow-through of the pledge that is made, don't we? When God starts something, it is his promise, signed, sealed, delivered. He will finish what he started. And the more that I look at Jesus, the more I've become convinced of this. I'm confident that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So if God's grace is available to you and I, and he is an initiator and he's positioning himself to do a great work in our life that he won't stop. If wisdom is the, or fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but it has an eternal purpose, then what part do we play in this? Do we just sit back passively and say, well, God's going to do what God's going to do anyway, so who am I to say? No, no, we still need to make a decision and a determination to receive God's grace in our life. In fact, the Bible says even in the work of salvation, it's God's grace extended to us and then our faith to say yes. Our faith to agree with the purposes and plans of God. So today, very practically, I want to give us a few thoughts on how to get, get it right from the start, okay? A few th- thoughts on how to get it right from the start. If we want to live under this promise that he who begins a good work in us will bring it through to completion, there's, there's some things we can do. Number one, we need to start today. Start today. Don't procrastinate on this one. You might procrastinate on painting your baseboards. You might procrastinate on finally getting around to that book you've been thinking of reading. But when it comes to receiving God's grace in your life, don't put it off. Start today. Start today. Look what it says in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. It says this. 
As God's co-workers, I urge you not to receive his grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Start today. Start today. You already got yourself up out of bed this morning. You already made your way into a church. You even endured that time when I can't said, hey, let's everyone be friendly. Go shake someone's hand. And you're like, not today. Like, you've already done all that work. Why not make the determination? I want to receive the grace of God in my life today. And if that grace is a work of salvation, don't leave today without knowing you're right with God. And if that grace is a reliance on God for his provision or his protection, don't leave today going, I got this by myself. Just come under the grace of God. Include him in that part of your journey. And if, if God's grace extended to your life is, is your need for your character to be developed, then, then come to God today and make that your determination. I'm at least going to get started. I'm at least going to start this journey with God's grace of God, knowing this, that he who begins a good work will, will carry it through to completion until the day of Christ. Start today. Number two, if you're taking notes, I want to encourage you to start over. Start over. Don't let one bad decision lead to a, a bad season. Like, I think far too many people have bad years because they had a bad day. They had a bad day that involved some bad decisions, and they're like, well, there goes that year. Try again. You're like, dude, it is January 4th. What are you doing giving up on the year? What? I think too many people honestly have bad days because they have a bad moment. One awkward interaction, one disappointing text message, one frustrating, one uh, moment of realizing the weakness of their character or, or being hurt or triggered. And they're like, well, there goes that day, another bad day. That's 17 bad ones in a row. Man, we need to, we need to have a much quicker commitment to just starting over. And you say, well, man, I, I was on a pathway and then I got dislodged because X, Y, or Z. Well, guess what? Just start over. Yeah. The truth is God hasn't stopped working. He's actually been carrying this through to completion. You just can't recognize it. So why not today respond to him by just starting over? Come back into that place of grace. Look what it says in the book of Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22 says this, Because of God's great love, we're not consumed. For his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Come on, why not make it your determination to start over? Start over today. You say, man, I had this time in my teenage years where I was super passionate, and then I made these few decisions. I don't know where I'm at right now. Well, start over. Start over. Start today and start over. It might just mean that every single day when you wake up in the morning, you need to make a determination to walk in the grace of God. Guess what? When you woke up, God was already awake, and he already determined to have new mercy for you today. The, the supply of his mercy is more than sufficient for the demand of your flaw. He who began a good work will bring it through and carry it through to completion, and only he knows when this journey ends. So start over today. Start over today. Number three, if you're taking notes, I want to encourage you, start small. Start small. Don't be that person who's like, I just got to get into shape, then I'm going back to the gym. Start small. Start small. 
Don't be that person who's like, man, I just gotta, I just gotta memorize my whole Bible, then I'll come back to church. Then I'll begin to serve again. Once I get all my, just start small. Just begin where you're at. Start today, start over, and start small. There's something powerful about a first small step. Do you know what it says in the book of Zechariah, chapter 4 and verse 10? It says, the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. I'm telling you, I come to, I come to church because I need more joy in my life. I come to church to express that joy in my life. And even like Paul, sometimes I feel like I'm chained up, locked up, or in a hard situation, but I can still choose joy. But this verse here, it says that I can do something that actually brings joy to God. That's an amazing thought, that God rejoices when the work begins. So start small. You're like, man, I'm I'm having a hard time trusting God with my whole future. Can you trust him with today? I'm having a hard time trusting God with all my financial decisions forever. Well, can you trust him today with integrity and not cutting corners? Can you trust him today with opening up your hand in generosity and saying, I'm going to just put God to the test where he says if I honor him, he'll open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessing on my life. Can you trust him today? Just start small. I don't know. What if I face something hard in the future? I remember once somebody asked my wife, they said, well, what are you going to do if life gets difficult? And she was like, huh? Life's always hard. Like, like, isn't that what this whole thing is about? That we walk through the valley of the shadow of death and we don't have to fear evil? And they were kind of coming at it like, are you going to lose your joy if things get hard? She's like, everything's hard. Start small. Just begin small. If we want to get it right from the start, it's little decisions like this. I'm going to start today, even in areas where I feel like I'm starting over, I think starting over is is far more embarrassing in our head than it actually is in real life. Wouldn't you say? Like it's far, we, we play this script in our mind as if it's going to be some big deal for everyone when everyone's just excited for you. Like, like I don't know anyone who's like, man, yeah, I started running again. And everyone's like, loser. <laughs> you had to start again, didn't you? Nobody. Everyone comes around like, good for you. Good job getting after it, going after it. I'm in your corner. I got, yeah, I'm not as fast as I used to be. Who cares? Go. We play it out in our head, and it stops us from starting over because we feel like everybody's expecting me to be. Nobody's thinking about you. You know what I'm saying? We're like, been a while since I've been like, you know, in that sweet spot in my faith. And if I started now, everyone will notice it's been, a, no one, everyone will just be excited for you. And if they're not, God's still working on them. Okay. He's carrying that through to completion. So start today, start over, start small. I, I actually think if we think it's some huge big deal to start, we're probably not actually in a place where we're receiving God's grace yet. If we think it's all our work. Because his work extended to us is grace. Our, our work and response is simply just faith to say yes and to agree with him. I want to encourage you, start today. Start small. Start over if you have to. And then a few more points uh, just to, to bring this to conclusion. Because for some of you, you might say, you know what, pastors, I think this through. I'm actually starting well. Like I've started well. Well, then there's a few areas you need to stay. Number one, stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. There's nothing that will dislodge you from growth towards your potential faster than discouragement. Stay encouraged. Do what you need to do to stay encouraged. 
Invest in the relationships you need to invest in to stay encouraged. God has begun a good work in you. He's not stopping. He's still working on you. So you need to do what you can to stay encouraged. Look what it says here in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Man, I love the team is so ready. I'm going to have a couple points so you guys get to stand with me. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. But this helps me be quicker. I did ask them before, my guys, I need you to help me. We're going to two services. we got to be quicker on this. And who's the person who makes church go late? This guy. Okay. Check it out. Stay, stay encouraged. Look what it says here in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 16. This is so good. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 16 says this, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly we're being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Man, this might be the most encouraging scripture. It says this, we're being renewed day by day. You're like, man, I should be, I should be stronger than this. Don't worry, you will be stronger tomorrow because you're being renewed day by day. Man, I should be over this by now. If you're not over this by now, God's still carrying it through to completion. Stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. Why are you trying to chart your progress against someone else? Just stay encouraged. Stay in that spot of encouragement. Discouragement is the quickest thing to dislodge you from your purpose. Just the quickest thing to waste away years. It's the quickest thing to make people mail it in on a season of their life. I just got discouraged. What does it mean to be discouraged? To lose courage. We've got to find courage every day. Find courage and determination every day to be confident that God is not finished with us yet. Come on, write this down. Stay, stay humble. Stay humble. In James chapter 4 and verse 6, it says this, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. It happens for some of us that as God is working on us, we very quickly take our eyes off the, work, the one who's doing the work, and we begin to look at the people around us and say, wow. I don't do that anymore. That's not something I struggle with anymore. And we begin, to, we begin to be proud in our progress. Instead of finding pride in our progress, the Bible says this, just boast in this. I, I understand God. I know God. He's showing grace in my life, and that's actually all I want to think about. It's all I want to know. When we don't, by God's grace, he opposes us because he doesn't want us to get there before him. We have to live in step with his spirit. So he just brings some opposition and goes, no, not yet. There are some of us, we are replaying certain seasons in our life because we just have some pride we got to deal with. We got to come to that place of honesty. We're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not where I could be. Guess what happens when we get humble? By his grace, he comes and brings favor. He actually allows us to go further and faster when we get humble about it and we recognize that he's the one who's doing the work. So stay encouraged, stay humble, and lastly, stay spiritual. What do you mean by that? Well, look what Paul says in, in Galatians 3. Galatians 3.3. 3. I'm going to close with this today. Galatians 3 and verse 3. I love Galatians because it's probably, it's probably maybe the most pointed of the letters that Paul writes. He's writing to this church, and he's kind of like rattling their cage a little bit. He's getting up in their grill and going, are you guys for real? He's asking some questions that are maybe less than rhetorical. He's like, no, I actually want an answer because this is crazy what you're doing right now. And look what he says in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 3. 
He says, are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you trying to finish by means of the flesh? He goes this, hold up. Did you think you started this? Well, no, God started it. Then what are you doing trying to manage it yourself for too many of us? It's like we we receive God's salvation, and then we go, good job, God. I'll take it from here. (laughs) Do you know why we laugh? Because it's foolish. It's foolish. We're like, I've never said that. You have. Your actions have. My actions have. Where God begins a work by the Spirit, and then I, I pile on religious expectations on myself, and now i got to be perfect. Are you serious? God began his work by the Spirit. Why are you trying to finish it by the flesh? Stay spiritual. Stay spiritual. Stay in that place of gratitude. Stay in that place of testimony where like, God's doing all of this. It's amazing. Just a, a little bit of compliment, just a little bit of praise, just a little bit of favor, and we find ourselves forgetting that this was a spiritual thing from the beginning. Man, we can all give God praise for salvation. We know we, what role did we play? We asked him. But some of us try to take the credit for our holiness. Some of us try to take the credit for our, our giftedness. Some of us try to take the credit for our, our sanctification. If it's started by means of the Spirit, it's got to stay spiritual. I want to encourage you in this journey that God is carrying us through, stay spiritual. Stay spiritual. Stay spiritual. Stay desperate. Stay in that place where you're like, man, God, I need you. Every hour I need you. You're, 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 you're the only one who can see this through in my life. I'm telling you, I'm confident of this, that he who's begun a good work in you will carry it through to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So start today. Start over if you need to. Start small if you need to. And stay encouraged in this journey. Stay humble in this journey. And we're going to stay spiritual in this journey. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Vivid Church Podcast. For more information about Vivid Church, check out our website at www.vivid.church or look us up on Instagram at vivid.church. Have the best day.